back to the Squared Sports Lane Frame Podcast. On most of this podcast, Lane Frank, we're now in episode number 49, everybody. It's for 49 episodes through, and we got so much to discuss on this action-packed episode. NFL Week 2 is wrapped up, College Football Week 3 It's also wrapped up. We're going to have John Middlecoff, host of the 3Now podcast, joining us later. And so much more. Stay tuned for Squared Sports Lane Frank, episode number 49. Stay tuned. Now, I'll start with episode number 49, how we always do with our headlines in the NFL. There's so much... News to discuss after an action-packed week, too, everybody. Okay, my New York Giants, everybody. Go on Thursday night football. Go to Washington. And Dexter Lawrence gets called offsides. But was he really offsides? You know, there's some clips. Oh, it was perfectly timed, but the referee just called false or an offsides because it was perfectly timed. Tough to tell if it was offsides or not. But the Giants did lose in Thursday night football. It wasn't the only mistake. That's my takeaway from that game. Darius Slayton could have had a better game. Could have made that touchdown catch. Daniel Jones, you know, I loved how Daniel Jones played, but still... Some errors to clean up there and not a Pro Bowl quarterback looked like in that game. Still good quarterback looking like that game, just maybe not a franchise Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's why I want to add Daniel Jones, to be a franchise Super Bowl winning quarterback. Can he be that? Still be determined. Some people could say absolutely not. Some could say, you know, give him a few minutes, give him a few games. That's what I'm trying to say here. Daniel Jones needs a few games. That's my takeaway from that game. Giants lose on Thursday Night Football. The Washington football team. The Baltimore Ravens, everybody. On Sunday Night Football, first home game. In Baltimore this season. I saw Lamar Jackson is going to start 0-2 for the first time in his career. Hey, didn't. Okay. Lamar Jackson beat Patrick Mahomes for the first time in his career. What a game for the Baltimore Ravens, everybody. Beating the Kansas State Chiefs. Beating Patrick Mahomes for the first time in his career. Patrick Mahomes played well in that game, but it was his first September loss ever, and it was his first interception ever thrown in the month of September. Just an interesting thing to think about. Okay, Ravens can be legit contenders this year because they can beat you in so many ways. Okay, they still have a good running game. Okay, you got Lamar Jackson, you got Tyson Williams, and then you got some good wide receivers. You got Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown, a couple other guys on the outside. This is an interesting team to watch. You got Lamar Jackson, obviously, of course, who could still maybe have a chance to win MVP this year, maybe win his second NFL MVP, maybe win his first Super Bowl, leave your answer in the comment section if you think the Ravens are Super Bowl contenders this year. Just an interesting thing to think about. The Baltimore Ravens on Sunday Night Football beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Next game, the Buffalo Bills, everybody. Okay, I said they were going to blow out the Miami Dolphins. And what did they do? They won 35-0. A great, a great bounce-back game by the Buffalo Bills. Just a really great bounce-back game. Okay, I know Tua Tagovailoa got hurt, but it wasn't only the quarterback position that faulted the uh, Dolphins in that game. Last time they played... The Bills, the Bills won like 52-17. That was week 17 of the NFL season last year. Then Dolphins uh, playoff hopes. Just, you know, just interesting to see how the Buffalo Bills rebounded after, you know, tough game against Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, the Dolphins aren't going to dominate this division, everybody, for the next five years. People said, oh, Dolphins going to be the kings of this division. You know, Patriots are going down. Bills, you know, coming in. But still, Jets are obviously terrible. But no, this is the Bills division still. And maybe even after the Bills, you could say New England. I think... Miami has a case to be the third worst team in this division, and you still got uh, New York coming up in the next couple of years. Okay, the Jets are coming up in the next couple of years. I know Zach Wilson threw four picks. The rookie quarterback struggled this week, everybody. Trevor Lawrence struggled. Zach Wilson struggled. But just the Jets are also coming up. They're going to be a good team in the next five years. It won't be this season. It won't be the next season. It may not even be the next season after that. But Robert Sala is going to build the culture around this team. They're going to be a good team in the upcoming years. But New York Jets, so far, not doing so great. Zach Wilson, so far, didn't have a great game against the New England Patriots. You know, Bill Belichick's one of his greatest strengths is figuring out rookie quarterbacks. He figured out Justin Herbert last year. He shut him down. He shut down Zach Wilson. Okay, and then Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, just didn't play well. It's not a good fit in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. I don't, I think Trevor Lawrence, obviously, is a fine fit in Jacksonville. But just Urban Meyer, it doesn't look like this team's going to be a good team this year, and even not next year. This team looks like a 7-10 and 10 type of team, okay? That's what it's going to be, baby, at its peak. That's all I'm trying to say here. 
Okay, Jackson, you lost Travis Etienne before the season. Jacksonville Jaguars not off to a great start so far. But you know who is? Sam Darnold, everybody. Sam Darnold's off to a great start this year. 2-0. Beat the New Orleans Saints who crushed the Green Bay Packers last year. I picked to win the Super Bowl, Green Bay Packers. But Sam Darnold's looking great so far. Okay, we always said, oh, Sam Darnold's not a good quarterback. No, what I've realized now was that it was Adam Gase's fault. It was the Jets' fault. Because Sam Darnold had promise in his rookie year under Todd Bowles. But it was Todd Bowles, a defensive-minded coach. Adam Gase is an offensive-minded coach, but he's probably the worst offensive-minded coach in the game. Okay, Great game by Sam Darnold against the New Orleans Saints. Great start to the season for Sam Darnold. And the, and the Carolina Panthers, everybody. Okay, Just a really great thing to see. Sam Darnold showing out so far in the first two weeks of the NFL season for the Carolina Panthers. Now, last NFL team I want to go over. The Green Bay Packers. What a rebound they had after an egregiously bad Week one against New Orleans Saints, everybody. Aaron Jones got me 41 fantasy points, had four touchdowns. Okay, Aaron Rodgers played well in that game. You could say, oh, they were losing at halftime. They got outgained. Who cares? They won. In the NFL, it's a survive and advance league. In the NFL, you can win every single game by one point. You can win every single game two to nothing, and you'll be the highest ranked team in the NFL. College football, it's different. College football, you can go undefeated, and you might not even make the college football playoff. The NFL is different. NFL is a lot more different. Okay, the Green Bay Packers, they didn't show up all their doubters, but they were close. I think. In the upcoming weeks, they will. Green Bay Packers had a rough week one, but I think they're going to bounce back from that. I think they're going to start off the season well after this game. I think they could start off the season 6-1, and one, whatever it might be. Okay, Green Bay Packers had a great, a great rebound against Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football in primetime. Okay, after a terrible game in week one against the Rolls Saints, leave in the comment section if you think the Green Bay Packers could be a good team this year. I think so. Leave your answer in the comment section. Now, I want to talk about one thing in the MLB, and it's about Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez broke the home run record. By catchers in MLB this week. Okay, he's the most RBIs in MLB so far this season, and he broke Johnny Bench's record for 45 home runs by a catcher in MLB season. Okay, it's always on steroids. Yeah, it might be. But Salvador Perez is still a really, really good player. Just interesting to see a catcher do this one. Maybe the best season ever by a catcher. Leave your answer in the comment section. Is he the best defense catcher in the game? Is he the best hitting catcher in the game? Your answer should be yes, and probably is yes. That's part of the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. All right, Squared Sports NFL Game Day. We didn't get that perfect record last week, but we are this week. I know I say it every week, but this week I'm feeling confident. There's a lot of good games to pick. Let's hop into a Panthers-Texans on Thursday Night Football. I just praise Sam Darnold. Tyra Taylor's not going to start this game. we got Davis Mills starting this game. who barely even started a game in college. Yeah, this is an easy one for me. Panthers, I don't even care if the game's at home. Texans have no true fans anyways. Give me the Panthers in this one, but close. Washington, Bills, everybody. Washington football team versus the Buffalo Bills. Who's going to win this game? It's going to be Buffalo in this one, and it's going to be Buffalo big. Okay, I said Buffalo big last week, and I said, I think I said Buffalo big the week before, but I was right last week. Buffalo's going to win big this week against the Washington football team. They're going to shut down Taylor Heineke. They're going to shut down Chase Young. They're going to shut down Antonio Gibson. They're going to shut down Ron Rivera's game plan. Give me Buffalo in this one. Bears versus Browns, everybody. Okay, I picked the, against the Bears last week. I picked against the Bears the week before. I'm 1-1 one one against picking against the Bears, but I'm going to pick against the Bears again. I'm going with the Browns, everybody, to win this game against the Chicago Bears. No debate about it, okay? This Browns team is a good team. They barely lost. Barely lost. The Kansas City Chiefs, week one, okay? Had a good game. Whatever you want to say about the Texans game. They had a good game against the Texans. Shut, I mean, once Davis Mills came into the game, it seemed like that was a lock for Baker Mayfield and the Browns. And they closed it. Cleveland won that game. They're going to win this game again against the Chicago Bears, everybody. Now the Buccaneers versus the Rams, everybody. I'm taking Tom Brady. Tom Brady had five touchdowns last week. Okay, I love this Rams team. I really do. I think they're a top three, five team in the NFL, whatever it might be. Love Cooper Cup. Had a great week last week. But they let up a little bit at the end of the game against the Colts. You can't do that as much against a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers exposed some weaknesses in this team. It's still 
early in the season. This season's still very young. Okay, they still got a lot of things to hash out, in my opinion. The loss of Instagram. So it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. I'm taking the Buccaneers in this one, getting revenge after the loss last year to Jared Goff. And after that game last year, when the Rams won the game, I said the Rams were the best team in the NFL. And then they lost to the Terrible 49ers uh, the, the week after. But the Buccaneers are going to win this game. Maybe the best team in the NFL. They might be. I'm taking the Buccaneers in this one. It'll be about it. Now, Seahawks versus Vikings, everybody. Who am I taking in this one? You know, I was thinking, oh, maybe it could be a tie because the Seahawks defense wasn't great. It really wasn't great against Tennessee Titans. Okay, they were up two possessions in the fourth quarter, and they ended up losing in overtime. Okay, just, you need to think some things through. I think Vikings defense isn't good enough to stop Russell Wilson in this game. I don't think Eric Hendricks and company shut them down. Okay, I really don't. Dalvin Cook's going to have a good game against this egregiously bad rushing defense to the Seattle Seahawks. But I still do think Seattle closes the window in this game, beating Minnesota Vikings. Now, last game, maybe one of the best games, Packers versus 49ers, everybody, because this rivalry, it's got a rich history. Last year, the Packers won. Year before, NFC Championship game, 49ers blew them out of the water. What do I think in this game? I think the Packers are going to win close. I still am picking the 49ers to make the NFC Championship game this year, okay? I love that defense. Call me crazy. You can't. But I love that defense of the 49ers. But I'm still taking the Packers in this game because my NFC Championship preseason match was Packers versus 49ers, and I picked the Packers in that game to make the Super Bowl. Why not stick with my pick? I'm taking the Packers in this one. That's Bob for Squirt Sports on NFL Game Day. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, coming up next, interview with John Milkoff, former Eagle Scout, host of the 3 and Out podcast, here to talk some NFL and college football. Everybody, stay tuned. We're back, Squared Sports fans. We've interviewed with uh, host of 3 and Out podcast, John Milkoff, here to talk some college football and NFL. All right, let's get started here right away. All right, John, I want to start off with this. What do you think the Dolphins should do to a tongue All right, he got there are 0-2 to start the season. He got hurt. Last week, he's going to be ruled out for this week against the 2-0 Raiders. You know, last season, it wasn't perfect for him. I thought they should have at least kept on the number three pick. Maybe looked at some more options before the whole Deshaun Watson thing happened. Looked, I thought that was going to be the right move. And then they just hung on to a tongue Villa. I felt like he wasn't ready to take the full step as the full-time starter. They got a great backup, Jacoby Brissett. But what do you think the Dolphins should do going forward to a tongue Villa? You know, I think they're in a tough spot, Lane. Uh, thanks for having me on. I, You know, when you invest the fifth pick in a player... You usually don't get rid of them a couple years later. So I, you know, I think as crazy as it sounds, you might have to write it out. Now, the the elephant in the room is Deshaun Watson. So if if he's ever cleared of all of his uh, you know, his issues off the field go away, then I think they will have to be in the uh in the market for him because use the fifth pick on Tua. The next guy, Herbert, is looks really good. He's, he's just much better than Herbert. If they could do that over, I think we all know. You know, if they could redo the draft, even if Joe Burrow had went one still, which I still think he might. He's, he looks pretty good even coming off his knee injury. Herbert would have gone two to Washington. Chase Young's awesome, but, you know, quarterbacks are just more important. And I think would Tua have gone in the first round? Probably not. So, I, you know, he's already hurt. Um, I think – they got lucky when I saw the injury. I don't know about you, Lane. I, I thought that he re-hurt his hip the way the guy fell on him. I'm like, oh, my God, he dislocated his hip again. This is a disaster. They got kind of lucky that it's just rib injuries. But it's also, you know, if you've ever had the opportunity, and I know anyone listening might not have, you know, when you meet an Eli Manning, a Peyton Manning, a Phillip Rivers, even, you know, a Herbert, Mahomes, Lamar are bigger guys. They're not as big as those guys, but – We've gotten so many small quarterbacks in the NFL, 
And it's there's a reason that people like their quarterbacks big because when you do get hit, those guys are really big that are hitting you. And uh, you know, he's he's small and he's injury prone. So I I think they're kind of stuck with it unless they can get Deshaun Watson. They they just have to find a way to make him functional. And right now he's not. You know, I guess I could say they score 17 points through two games, but he didn't play a lot of that other game. But they they're not very good on offense with their offensive line stinks. Uh, they have a Tua problem, Lane, for sure. Yeah, I mean, going into the 2020 draft, I had thought Herbert was the number one quarterback in that draft. I still think he's the number one quarterback in that draft. You're I mean, scout, Lane. Yeah, Cor- Herbert's a big guy. I mean, he's 6'4", 230. I mean, just, I felt like he was the best quarterback prospect going into that draft. Tua injury concerns. I didn't think Joe Burrow after coming off. I mean, I was always high on Joe Burrow, but I thought he was the second best quarterback in that draft class. I always thought Herbert was number one. And I still think Herbert is better than Trevor Lawrence. still think Herbert's better than Joe Burrow and Tua Tungville. And I think he has a chance to be a Hall of Famer one day. But let's switch things over to college football. All right, USC football, we saw them fire Clay Helen after two games. And then they go down 14 nothing against Washington State this week in the first quarter. And Jackson Dart comes in, five-star freshman Jackson Dart, and Dante Williams head coaching debut. And they win 42-14. to I think, I mean, I was always a big believer in Keaton Slovis. I, I mean, because looking back on it, he's a three-star recruit coming out of high school. He lost the Pac-12 championship game for them last year. And if they won that Pac-12 championship game, there were some arguments for the college football playoff for them last year. They would have been undefeated. They would have made a New Year's Six Bowl, even if they didn't make the college football playoff. So I'm starting to think about things. Is Jackson Dart the guy for this program? And what do you think Keaton Slovis' next move should be? And what do you think next move for USC football should be? Is it hiring James Franklin, Luke Fickle, Urban Meyer, or anybody else? Deion Sanders? I mean, yeah. You see that rumor floating around? You see that rumor floating around, Lane? That's that one's got a, that's a spicy one. Yeah. Once upon a time, Keaton Slovis did the same thing that Jackson Dart did to him to JT Daniels, who's now the starting quarterback. You know, we'll see. I mean, I, I call them. I would assume right now, just watching, they might be the best team. But obviously, Alabama has the you know just the historical resume. But JT Daniels is pretty good, and JT Daniels, like Jackson Dart, was a huge recruit. You know, Keaton Slovis. I, I never really saw it, you know, in terms of like just this guy you put on, you know, scholarship. I know he's on scholarship, but I just mean like locked into the number one quarterback job for the next three or four years. And it's not all his fault, but Jackson Dart's just another level player. And that much is clear. So to me, new head coach, you would say if if Helton was still there, he might be loyal to Slovis, right? It's just human nature. You're loyal to a guy you like that's played a bunch of games. But the new head coach, Dante Williams, why, why would he be? He's trying to get the job. And you just look at Jackson Dart. He looks like sunshine from Remember the Titans. He's got that cool look. He's big arm. They just had life. You know, for the first time, I, I'm sure you thought this watching, I'm a little older than you, but uh, they had, they just, the program was just, it felt like this is kind of cool USC. And he's slinging it around and they got London, number 15, looks like a monster. It's like, oh, okay, this is this is the USC, the reason all their fans have been clamoring for. And you can tell they should always get quarterbacks like this. And then if you can get the right guy in to recruit, I, I would Urban Meyer would be the guy, but he'd have to quit. You know, it's kind of a long shot. They would need several things to happen. They would need him to quit the Jaguars and come there. Probably unlikely. Uh, James Franklin, that big win Saturday night, Charisma. you know, you, you talk about ability to recruit think how many good players they would have culture uh so james franklin if luke fickle at cincinnati beats notre dame in a couple weeks that that'd be one of the biggest wins i mean that would be incredible you know given how you know it's not like they would be this little underdog coming in it would be cincinnati ranked really high notre dame's really good uh obviously notre dame plays wisconsin this weekend but i I would imagine that jackson dart is the full-time starter moving forward 
Slovis probably transfers like a lot of kids do, which he should. You know, he'll end up at a Fresno State, a Boise State, something like that. And he still have a shot to, you know, make the NFL and get drafted maybe in a couple of years. He's drafted but eligible I, this year. So, yeah. So he could come out, but he also, you know, he could do one of those because they all got that extra year, you know, like go to if Jake Hayner at Fresno State leaves, he'd go there and try to up his stock if that's the way he's thinking. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say Dante Williams definitely has a really good chance to like become their main recruiter, you know assistant head coach like you do a really good job he's not he's not going to be the head coach i I, because they've done that before right with clay helton and they're going to go big game hunting as they should i james franklin i think is the safest hire urban meyer would be this probably the sexiest hire and uh lane kiffin would actually be pretty fun too like Ole miss yeah but the thing with i don't love having in i mean because you see these big time programs miami usc they had in staff hires manny diaz was an in staff hire he was a defense coordinator for miami not a big name you could have gone a huge name to go to miami sam mcclay helen he was just an intern then they hire him as full time you know they always say usc's built like an nfl team but they don't play as a top 25 team every single week you need to build a good culture there i think james franklin's the right guy for that job and the thing with JT Daniels was that what happened with him, he had a rough freshman year, and that's why Keaton Slovis beat him out. That's why he had the, I mean, he got hurt first game of the season, JT Daniels, but then he knew he couldn't come back and beat Keaton Slovis out. Just, but now JT Daniels looks like one of the best quarterbacks in college football. But I do agree with you that Jackson Dart does look like the guy, and I think he should be the guy for the rest of the season if Dante Williams wants to keep his job as how, a head coach. How, how good does Jackson Dart look? I mean, that guy looks sweet, doesn't he? Yeah. He was slinging it around. Yeah. He's questionable for this week with a knee injury, and they said Keaton was great in practice, but. Wait, you're saying Jackson got hurt? Yeah, his knee injury is questionable for this week. Oh, it makes sense because, you know, in that game, he was limping around. I was like, God, this guy's tough, too. Obviously, he had to stay in because what would they have done? They'd gone to their third-string quarterback? You know, (laughs) that was a shot. Yeah, but if if you have a team of next year with James Franklin, say Drake London comes back, and then you have Jackson, I mean, that's a top 10, top 25 type of team because James Franklin can rebuild that team like that. That's all. I mean, it's just, that's all I'm trying to say. The the one issue is going to be for next year with the super high expectation that they land James is that early signing period that, you know, a lot of guys, James going to get a lot of commits. And so are, you know, all the top teams in that. I I don't know what you probably know, November, whenever the date is before the main, the, the other one in, you know, early February. Yeah. So it, it would hurt them a little in the short term, but long term, James would crush it. And if you hire James Franklin, that means you can probably keep Demond Jackson, you can probably keep Jane Gould in front of them flipping down our school like Michigan, Ohio State. You can keep your top recruits unless if you get like a Luke Fickle. That's not going to persuade your five-star recruits to stay so much. But I want to move on Agreed. to another thing in the NFL. How high are you on Sam Darnold, another U- former USC quarterback? Because they're 2-0, and the Panthers, so far this season. They got a great running game. I think... Sam Darnold compliments Christian McCaffrey in such a great way, and Christian McCaffrey is more of a security blanket for Sam Darnold, just what he needed early, I mean, this early in his career. And it shows that Adam Gates was pretty much his only problem, I mean, one of his many problems in New York, but now he's not in New York anymore, away from the New York media. He's in Carolina, which is not a media capital of anything. Just how high are you on Sam Darnold and the Panthers this year, and how far do you think he can go in his career with the Panthers? How about DJ Moore, too? He's a stud. I mean, they got, they got yeah. Rob, Robbie Anderson can fly. Uh, he finally just has stability. You know, Matt Rule, Matt Rule just might be a stud. I mean, we're going to, you know, Joe Brady, who helped make that LSU program with, with, uh, kind of put Ed Ogeron, got him a contract extension. Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Like, it's a good spot for Sam. Like you said, it's very low key. It's a good place for him just to kind of ease back in and resurrect his career. And he's not 30 years old, he's 23. You know, when he got drafted, I think he was him. 
if he, he was, I think him and Juju came out the same year and Juju was the youngest player in the draft. It was like 19. It was crazy. Yeah. Sam was like 20. So you, you still have a lot to work with. We've seen guys resurrect their careers in their mid to late twenties. You definitely can do it at 23. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like him a lot. I think, you know, you've win this week, which they're favored big time right now. It's a short week, but still they're way better than the Texans, especially with Tyrod Taylor out all of a sudden you're three and oh, uh, you'll learn this as you age confidence builds on itself. So when you do well in something like you do well in school, you do well in this podcast, you're more likely to be fired up to do the next podcast. You know, when something goes wrong, sometimes it goes the other way. It's, you know, confidence, it, it takes a long time to build up, but you can lose it fast. And I, I think you see a lot of young quarterbacks, like Zach Wilson, you know, it just, it's just kind of like through four picks, it was unraveled. You see Trevor Lawrence, who's always been really confident and good. Now he's with a terrible team. I think Sam finally gets to take a deep breath and he has really good players around him. McCaffrey, when healthy, is one of the best players in the league. How about this? The Panthers' defense is pretty good, too. You know, I sure. think if, if, J- if, J- yeah, if Jameis can't figure it out, maybe they take the Saints spot, you know, for, and be a playoff team at like 10 and 7 or something. Yeah, you, you, get, you start 3, 4, and 0. Oh, you just build yourself that little buffer that, you know, later on the season, if you lose a couple games, instead of being, you know, six and six, you are eight and four. You know, it's it's a big difference winning early, you know, having a big head start. When the 49ers made the Super Bowl a couple years ago, it came down to the last game against Seattle to win that division. One year but they one. started they started eight and oh, you know, so they yeah. had this huge, huge room for error. So I, you, you win this weekend. Sam, when's the last time Sam Darnold won three straight games in the pros? It's probably never happened in New York. Yeah, hasn't happened in a while. But the main thing with the Panthers, they've got to retain Joe Brady. Say a Manny Diaz, somebody big coach in college football gets fired. In all seriousness, the team's probably, probably going to go after Joe Brady, and then he's probably going to take that job if he gets off or so. they got to make him maybe the highest paid assistant in the NFL right now or just something. they got to keep on Joe Brady if they want to keep on building on this season. You're not going to win. Super Bowl this season, but to say maybe three, four years, you can build a solid team. You can build a dynasty. You see what Kansas City did. You see what all these other teams did. That's what I think on Sam Darnold and, and the Panthers. You know, I was never the highest on him with the Jets, but what I've seen so far with the Panthers, you know, they started out 2-0. and I mean, that's just amazing. I'm high on Sam Darnold, but let's move back to the West Coast in NFL. All right. Do the Chargers have a legitimate problem? Okay. I was so high on Justin Herbert, like I said earlier, but they're 1-1 and to start the season. They don't play a non-playoff contender until week eight in the Eagles, and that still might be a playoff contender. There's a legitimate shot that this team starts off 1-6 and six this season. I mean, you could say the Patriots aren't a playoff contender, but Patriots beat the Chargers 45 to nothing last season. Do you think the Chargers have a legitimate problem this season? And where do they go from here if, I mean, because this could have been a key win. This could have been almost a statement win for the Chargers this season if they beat the Cowboys. What do you think on that? Are you a Cowboy fan? No, not at all. Giants. The New York Giants? Yeah, but I like all New York teams. Gotcha. I'm just pulling. I'm pulling up the uh, the Chargers schedule. Don't they play the? Oh, they play the Raiders in two nights. I see what you're saying. Their schedule. So they got the Chiefs. Then they get the Raiders, but they get them in L.A. But that'll be a Raider home game. Then the Browns. Who's you see Jarvis Landry's hurt. You know, it's big injury. At the Ravens, the Patriots, the Eagles. Minnesota's not terrible. Pittsburgh Broncos. God, their schedule is really hard. You're right. Yeah. I, I do think they're really talented. I'm with you. I mean, anytime you lose a heartbreaker, you can always play that game. But Chiefs defense is pretty bad right now. Now, yeah. are they going to go to Kansas City and win? Probably not. So then that game at home against the Raiders on Monday night would basically, I don't want to say must win, but you don't want to start one and three and then have to go, you know, then play the Browns and Ravens Patriots back to back to back. So it's, yeah, I think the key is 
you got to win one of these next two games, especially when they're divisional games. You know, you you don't want to go 0-2 in the division against two teams. Now the Raiders, I mean, that offense and Derek's playing really good in Kansas City is just – they played Kansas City, remember, last year when Tyrod Taylor got the uh, shot and, uh, to the went, lung. Went to and Herbert came then, in and they went to OT, yeah. And then week 17, they played at Kansas City. Mahomes didn't play, but they won that game. So they showed fight against Kansas City Chiefs last year, and then they obviously showed fight against the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders were I, like, I like I like their coach. I, I You know, I like watching that game, he was, he was screaming and stuff. I – I think he's pretty locked in. That that game last year with Lynn, they prop the Cowboys beat him by ten points. So I, I I do think they're making strides. I mean, they have star power. You got Derwin James Pro Bowler, Joey Bosa Pro Bowler, Austin Eckler can be a Pro Bowler, Keen Allen, and then Jared Cook. He still got. I mean, this is a talent. Mike Williams. Mike Williams is Mike good. Mike Williams. Yeah, they just got to figure some things out. But now I want to switch over to my favorite team in the NFL. All right, my New York Giants. Owen two to start the season. I love Daniel Jones. Okay, went to Duke. But he's a great athlete, six foot five. But it's time to think: Is he the guy? Is he a franchise quarterback? He played well on Thursday night, but he really couldn't get the job done. And it's just interesting to think about. I mean, you got a great quarterback draft class coming up. You got Carson Strong, who I love, Desmond Ritter, Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell. It's a great and Malik Wills, great quarterback class coming up. What do you think the Giants' plan of attack should be this offseason? Do you maybe get rid of Joe Judge? Get rid of Dave Gellman? What do you think it might be? Yeah, you're already firing Joe Judge. You're too. I love Joe Judge, but it's like. Wasn't a home run hire at the time, you know, hire a Patriots special teams coach. But I mean, he had a great season last year, Joe Judge. I think you keep Joe Judge, get him, and you got to think some things through, though. Yeah, I, I think what you do is, well, you don't know. You know, they're, they're 0 2, so they're not looking good. Uh, whoever wins the Eagles Dallas game is going to be 2 and 1. So if the Giants, who the Giants got this week? Oh, uh, the Giants have. They play the Saints, or excuse me, they play the Falcons. Yeah. So this, I mean, the, that's a winnable Fal- game, but Falcons are terrible. If you can't beat the, if you can't beat the Falcons, new coach, terrible defense, it might just be over. Maybe, maybe that honestly, if they lose this game, you could argue just fire, fire Gettleman now and just start the search, yeah. get ahead, a little USC style. Daniel Jones, I know he played decent last Thursday night, right? It was actually one of his better yeah. games of his career. He was good and under control. Problem is he does do that very often. You know, he has a good game, then he has a really bad game. He throws a bunch of picks. Not all of his fault. Their O-line's not very good. Saquon doesn't look like he did before the injury. He still looks yeah. slow. Even the long run. That, I mean, lo- that long run. only rookie he, year. I mean, that, 40 yards, rookie, and that was about it. I mean, the 40-yard plan Thursday night. Don't you think that his rookie year, that run, he takes it to the house? He's so fast. Yeah. He's just He doesn't look as fast now. They have a bunch of, you know, weapons. You know, they signed wide receivers and, you know, drafted them. But they O-line can't protect anybody. And their defense is still solid. I mean, their defense isn't the problem. It's just their offense can't run the ball. And to me, for Daniel Jones to be good, he is like this generation's Alex Smith. He has to have a running game. And he has to, he's not a down the field thrower. So he just got to be accurate. And sometimes he, it, for weird, you know, he was an accurate guy in college. And I watch him in the pros and he's not like he balloons balls over guys' heads, skips balls, but they don't make a nice, really nice throw. He's just, uh, he's just your classic kind of average quarterback right now with a lot of, he does have talent though, right? He's not like he's obviously very fast. He has a good arm. He's big. Uh, I, my, my, my prediction with Daniel Jones, is he'll be on another team one day and resurrect his career. Yeah. And I will probably defend... I'm going to defend the Saquon pick forever. Not because of the player Saquon is, because 
you could say they would take a, they should have taken a quarterback, but in all seriousness, they're going to take either Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen is a bust. Sam Darnold probably wouldn't have worked out with the Giants. Josh Rosen take- would have been a disaster, yeah. Oh, gosh. I was so high on Josh Rosen going into that draft, but you're not going to take Josh Allen, a kid from Wyoming, when you're in New York Giants. You're going to take a kid from USC, from UCLA. I mean, so that's why I'm defending the Saquon pick. Not because the player he is, but because they would have taken a quarterback. Probably would have been worse having Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, whatever it might have been. All right, so here's one last NFL question for you. Is there a chance this rookie NFL quarterback draft class is almost disappointing, all right? We see Trey Lance, all right, he had a touchdown week one, but he's not going to, I don't think he should play the season. I still think the 49ers are a great team with Jimmy Garoppolo. And then you got Trevor Lawrence struggling in week one and week two, not fully his fault. Zach Wilson threw four picks in the first half. And then Mac Jones, pretty much the only rookie quarterback doing solid so far in his rookie tenure, but he's on the Patriots. Got a big Bill Belichick as his head coach. Is it time to maybe like, do the old strategy, shelf these quarterbacks for a year or two. What do you think? I mean, because they're just throwing them out on the wolves pretty much. Their teams do suck. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing. Agreed. Like, the Jets are awful. The Jags are should be a little bit better than the Jets, but Urban Meyer seems over his head in the pros. Uh, Mac is on a good team, and he just looks fine. Trey, he's on a team that thinks they can win the Super Bowl, so they're just easing him in. And Fields, we're going to see this week. This but week? the problem is they're playing. They're playing the Browns, and the Browns are pretty good. It's in Cleveland, so starting Nick Foles. I should have. I think. I think part of it is you just have to learn to live with young guys making mistakes. But you have to be in their ear, keep them confident, give them easy plays. Like last week, the the Jets kept asking Zach Wilson to like throw it deep against the Patriots that have a really good secondary, and they were picking them off like they have five Deion Sanders on their team. It was just just run the ball. You, the Jets should have been cool with losing, but you don't want a guy to throw all those picks. So even if you're going to lose, like make it easier for him. I think the thing to watch this weekend with Justin Fields, I would implement a couple like Lamar type plays, a couple options, a couple quarterback runs, give him some easy plays that he feels. I'd go back to Ohio State film and like, hey, Justin, what are your favorite plays? And just give four or five of those that he feels very, very comfortable with. And, and just try to put him in a position to succeed because I think the Jags and the Jets right now are just throwing the guys to the wolves, and it's and it's hard, and they're getting crushed. Yeah, I mean the doubt because you know you're on a terrible team, and it's not completely your fault, but you're on a terrible team. You start off bad as a rookie quarterback, it gets into your head, then you start hearing talks. Oh, is he a bust? But you know in your mind that you're still a good player, just you're stuck on the bad team for right now. That's why I think you know maybe some of these teams like. I agree. I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think, in my opinion, should have been the only quarterback like, quarterback starting week one. I mean, Zach Wilson didn't play the Power 5 football team last year. So it's just like, I mean, Trey Lance obviously isn't starting. Just an interesting thing to think about. I think it, could, it definitely does have a chance to be an underwhelming draft class. But I'm going to leave you with this right here. What is your favorite thing about podcasting? What do you love so much about podcasting? I just, I like talking. So it's just, a, it's an area to talk and, and entertain people. Uh, you know, it's, it gives you the ability if you're a creative person to just, you know, we all are creative in different ways. Some people paint, some people, you know, do business stuff. Some people, you know, we're all just a little different. And it's something that I can tell you're really good at. And it's just one of those, you know, it's, it's just fun to kind of build a podcast and, and figure it out as you go and then kind of mold it into what you like. So uh, I guess I, I like, uh, I like talking for, for a living. It's, it, it beats, you know, digging ditches. Pretty much. That's a great insight. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. John Stillmore, Coleman Scores, Sports Land, Frank Epson, before not. Stay tuned. Now, top five, everybody. This week's top five is the top five things I expected to see 
and the things I didn't expect to see so far in the NFL season. I know it's only week two, everybody, but we love the NFL. Let's hop into it. Number five, the Cowboys staring out strong. Okay, you could say, I did expect it. I did expect it. So yeah. So yeah, oh, they lost week one to the Buccaneers. They lost by two points. They lost on a game-winning field goal. They beat the Chargers in LA this week. That's a key win for your season. Okay, I said the Cowboys were going to start out strong because after that Buccaneers game, they don't play a playoff team from last year until week 11 in November, late November, against the Kansas City Chiefs, everybody. That's what I'm trying to say here. Cowboys, number five, started out strong. Number four, something I didn't expect to see, well, the thing I didn't expect to see was the Raiders being so good, everybody. They're 2-0. They beat the Steelers. They beat the Ravens. They're decimating the AFC North, everybody. Did you expect them to see the beat the Ravens who beat the Chiefs? No, I didn't. Okay. Crazy thing to see. Derek Carr is playing well. Josh Jacobs is playing well. This defense is playing well. John Gruden has in this team ready. Number four, they're starting out strong. I didn't expect to see everybody. Now, number three, something I did expect to see, and I'm happy to see, the Dolphins are not doing so great, everybody. You can say, oh, why are you rooting for a team not to be good? Because I want them to get a new quarterback in the offseason. I'm sorry to talk about a little. Whether it's Deshaun Watson, where about somebody else, where it's Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, whoever it might be. Okay. I'm happy that the Dolphins haven't started out strong. They won by one point against a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. Okay. If Mac Jones wasn't a rookie quarterback, they would have won that game. If Cam Newton was starting quarterback of that team, they would have won that game. I'm still thinking that Cam uh, Mac Jones is a better choice as a starting quarterback for this team. Cam Newton, but just an interesting thing to think about because in the long run, it's going to be better for Mac Jones to be a starting quarterback's team than Cam Newton. But I did expect to see, and I'm happy to see, the Dolphins not doing so great after the first two weeks of the season. It was a 35 nothing against Buffalo Bills. Everybody looking like the same old Dolphins from last year. Number two, the Chiefs not being so perfect to start the season. I didn't expect that. The Chiefs could go 15-2, 14-3, whatever it might be, and they still can't. But they've won loss. I thought they could start the season 2-0. They had some struggles in week one against the AFC North Browns, and then they go up against, they still won that game, but then they go up against the AFC North Ravens, and they lose, okay? Just... The defense wasn't great in that game. Patrick Mahomes made some mistakes. Okay, still a great game by Patrick Mahomes, but some mistakes here and there with an interception. The defense wasn't great at all. Okay, this defense isn't a top 10 defense in that NFL. You can argue me on that. They just aren't. That's number two. Number one, the thing I expected to see, and I'm very, very, very happy to see, Sam Darnold off to a great start. Okay, you tell he's not off to a great start. They're 2-0. They are 2-0. They're just 2-0. They're 2-0, everybody. They have a key win against the New Orleans Saints. Well, one against the... Green Bay Packers, 38-3, to everybody. Okay, New Orleans Saints. And then they go up against the Carolina Panthers, and Sam Darnold torches them. Okay, Christian McCaffrey's a perfect complement to Sam Darnold's game. Okay, you could say Sam Darnold's perfect complement to uh, Christian McCaffrey's game. This is great offense complemented by great defense led by Matt Rule. This defense just can keep on improving, keep on improving each, each year under Matt Rule, and it'll eventually end up in a Super Bowl. Okay, whether it's winning a Super Bowl, whether it's not, whether it's with Sam Darnold, whether it's not, that's what I'm trying to say here. They should be out of the Sean Watson sweepstakes now, not because they can't offer anything for him, because they shouldn't want him anymore. Okay, they should want Sam Darnold as their franchise quarterback. If you could have a trio of DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, whatever uh, it might be, Christian McCaffrey, and then you add Sam Darnold there, that's a good team. Okay, that's a really good team right there. That's what I'm trying to say here. That's number one. That's about for top five this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, I didn't know everybody. This week's didn't know. Did you know Cal Ripken Jr. went 2,632 straight games without missing a game? He went 2,632 games without missing a game. Said it again. Okay. If you haven't missed a game in 2,632 games, Russell Westbrook, every athlete who has missed a game. Okay. Carson Wentz, get tips from Cal Ripken Jr. He played 2,632 straight games. Okay. Mr. Instructable, pretty much. Okay. You could say, oh, baseball's 162 games a season. Still, if you play 162 games a season, that's insane. Okay. But Cal Ripken Jr. did that on many occasions. Played 2,000. 
632 straight games. Did you know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's bad for dating know this week. Now, MVP, but this week's MVP is Lamar Jackson. What a game he had against Patrick Mahomes. I already talked about beat the Kansas City Chiefs. What a game by Lamar Jackson and his Baltimore Ravens. It's his team now. It always has been his team. Lamar Jackson, what a game against Kansas City Chiefs, everybody. He is easily MVP. Speaking. Now I got one other MVP to throw out you. Michigan's running back room. Or you could say Mike Hart, Josh Gass, whatever it might be. You could say oh, it's a bias pick. Michigan had eight rushing touchdowns this week. Blake Corum had three. Hassan Haskins had two. Dominic Edwards had two. K. McNamara had one quarterback. But just interesting thing to think about. Michigan's running back room. The best running back room in the country. The most rushing yards in the country. It's not up for debate. No debate about it. Michigan's running back room is MVP this week. And Lamar Jackson. Now LVP, everybody. Here's where it gets fun. Here's where we get fun with it. LVP this week is rookie NFL quarterbacks. We saw Trevor Lawrence struggle. We saw Zach Wilson throw four picks in the first half. Okay. Then we saw Justin Fields. We saw Andy Dalton get hurt in the second quarter. And we're all getting, all right, oh, Justin Fields is going to have a great game. He's going to steal the starting job from Andy Dalton. No. No, he really didn't. He played terrible. Let's not say terrible, but he didn't play a good game against the Bengals, everybody. He didn't show anybody that he's a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton deserves to be the starting quarterback team. Went healthy. Okay. Justin Fields. Didn't look good. And his first real taste we got in the NFL, yeah, we saw a touchdown against him and against the Rams. That's an angle and stuff. So just interesting thing to think about. LVP this week is the NFL rookie quarterbacks, everybody. We didn't get to see Trey Lance this week. And, you know, Mac Jones, let's exclude Mac Jones from that, everybody. Okay, Mac Jones played great. He beat Zach Wilson. Okay, it was a rookie duel. And he beat Zach Wilson. So Mac Jones, the only rookie NFL quarterback who played well this week, and then Trey Lance didn't even get a snap. Just, that's about for MVP, LVP this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Alright, I want to do a little spotlight here on the Los Angeles Chargers, everybody. So we just say Los Angeles Chargers. But just, I want to do a little spotlight here, everybody. Okay. They have a problem. I love Justin Herbert. I do. I love Keenan Allen. I love Austin Eckler. I'm not going to shade those guys in this segment. I love Dur- Derwin James. I love Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, everybody on that team, even Brand Staley. But they got an issue here. They lost in week two against the Dallas Cowboys, and that's not the only problem. Okay, Justin Herbert, like I said, didn't look great in week two. Didn't look flattering great in week one either against Washington. But that's a tough defense to go up with, and Dallas Cowboys defense is improved. But they don't have an easy game against a non-playoff contender until week nine. And you still play the Eagles in that game, who could be a playoff contender. So you're probably going to lose all your games from here on to until week nine. The only game you could say, oh, I'm at the end of my one, is Patriots. But the Patriots beat this team 45 to nothing last year, everybody. So I don't expect much of a difference this year. It'll be close this year. Just I think Patriots still win that game. But they got a dilemma here, okay? What do you think Chargers should do? Leave your answer in the comment section. Just an interesting thing to think about. I think that they need to just maybe... Regroup, rehuddle up everything. Okay, because if you can sneak in three, four wins in there, that's what it's going to be. That's what you need. You need to sneak in three, four, two, three wins in that really tough stretch. Because until November 11th, whatever it might be, you don't play an easy, good team. Okay, you don't have a free win until week nine. That's a long time from here. We're in week two, everybody. We're heading into week three, but you don't have an easy win until week nine. It's a lot of games, everybody. Interesting thing to think about. Chargers got an issue here. Leave your answer in the comments section what you think they should do. That's about for my Chargers Spotlight this week. Now, college football showcase, everybody. We had a great week three. College football, like I said, my Michigan Wolverines winning 63-10 against Northern Illinois. Alabama beating Florida Fresno State, upsetting 
UCLA, like I said, they would. A square sports Instagram. Should have been fallen sports. Would have got that betting tip. And BYU up saying Arizona State. I also picked that game. Then we got the Virginia Tech game wrong and the Auburn game wrong. That's besides the point. Let's hop into my squared sports post week three. Top 25 heading into week four. Number one, Alabama. Two, Georgia. Three, Oklahoma. Four, Cincinnati. Five, Oregon. Six, Penn State. Seven, Iowa. Eight, Clemson. Nine, Texas A&M. Ten, Ohio State. Eleven, Notre Dame. Twelve, Ole Miss. Call me crazy. Thirteen, Florida. Fourteen, Iowa State. Fifteen, Michigan. Sixteen, Arkansas. Seventeen, Coastal Carolina. Eighteen, North Carolina. Nineteen, Wisconsin. Twenty, BYU. Twenty-one, Michigan State. Twenty-two, Auburn. Twenty-three, Texas. Twenty-four, Kansas State. Twenty-five, Kansas State. Now, I want to give two honorable mentions here. Both LA teams. USC. And UCLA, so it would go 26 UCLA, USC, and then 27 UCLA. All right, everybody, let's break it down here a little bit. I love the win by Fresno State, okay? I love Jake Hayner. Has a chance to be an NFL quarterback. Has a chance to win the Heisman this year. Jake Hayner used to be a Pac-12 quarterback at Washington. Was a four-star recruit coming out of high school. Made the lead 11, everything like that. Jake Hayner, a great quarterback of Fresno State. 25, Kansas State. 24 was Kansas State. Okay, I've been ranking Nevada the past couple weeks. Kansas State crushed Nevada this week, everybody. They did. Kansas State beat Stanford in week one. Stanford beat USC, everybody. Okay, that's a great one for them uh, looking also. Okay, so Kansas State, number 24 in the country. I'm ranking Texas again. I'm not dropping Auburn too much because it was a very close game. Then Michigan State goes on the road and beats Miami. BYU had a great one against uh, Arizona State. And I'm moving my Michigan Wolverines, number 15, over Arkansas, over North Carolina. Because I do think the Washington win might have been a better one than the Texas win for Arkansas. I think Michigan's a better team. Arkansas, in my opinion. I'm putting Florida at 13. Was a gr- I mean, they did way better than I expected against Alabama. Way better than expected. 12 Ole Miss, okay. I thought that game would be close. They won 61 to 21. And that was in the third quarter, everybody. Okay, Lane Kiffin, great game plan. Great game by Macriel, the Heisman favorite so far right now. Okay, 11 Notre Dame got a big game this week coming up against Wisconsin. We're going to pick that later in the segment. Then we got 10 Ohio State after a rough game against Tulsa. Okay, Ohio State's number 10. 9 Texas A&M, okay, just... Not a crazy convincing one, but good enough by Zach Calzada. Got a game coming up this week. Got some 16 Arkansas in my rankings. Eight Clemson dropping them after that horrific game against Georgia Tech. Seven Iowa, six Penn State, because they had a great win against Auburn. Five Oregon. I'm not buying fully into the Oregon hype. I'm not buying into the Oregon college football playoff number three hype. And then four Cincinnati. I'm sticking with my Cincinnati pick at number four, everybody. I am three Oklahoma, two Georgia, one Alabama. Maybe by the end of the year we see that. Maybe later in the season we see that Georgia, Alabama switch a little bit. But that's about for my score sports. Lane Frank, top 25. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, we got our games of the week in Clutch of Blood, but let's all pay it to my one lock of the week. I missed my lock of the week last week, but we're going to get it this week. North Carolina minus 12 against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech lost to Northern Illinois, everybody. Northern Illinois is not a good team. Northern Illinois is Rocky Lombardi at quarterback. Northern Illinois... Lost 63-10 against my Michigan Wolverines. This is not a good team, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech lost that Northern Illinois team. You could say, oh, Georgia Tech had a great game against Clemson last week. They only lost by a touchdown again. They were on the one-yard line to win the game. It was a really bad game by Clemson. That's my takeaway from it. Not Georgia Tech playing well. Yeah, Jeff Collins had a good game plan. But North Carolina's going to blow his team out of the water. They're going to win by more than 12. North Carolina had a great game against Virginia last week. Virginia's a legit Heisman contented quarterback and Grant Armstrong. North Carolina shut them all up. Okay, North Carolina is going to have a great game against Georgia Tech this week. Going to win by more than 12. He's going to maybe even win 38-7. Give me the Tar Heels in this one. Now, let's pick some of the games of the week, and then will lead up to the game of the week, everybody. UCLA, Stanford, everybody. Give me Stanford losing in a close one, everybody. Okay, I'm going to have Stanford losing in a close one here against 
UCLA. This UCLA team's going to bounce back, but Stanford's going to play them tight. It's in Palo Alto. Okay, so it's going to be a good game for Stanford, but they're still going to lose. Stanford has a great win against USC. That's probably going to be their signature win of the season. It's okay, but that's going to be probably David Charles' best win of the season. Okay, but that's about it for that game. I'm taking UCLA to win the game, but close. Now, Texas A&M versus Arkansas, everybody. Look out for K.J. Jefferson, uh, Arkansas quarterback, good quarterback. But Texas A&M has only given up five points per game this season, everybody. You heard that right. Only given up five points per game this season. Gave up nothing against New Mexico. Gave up only seven points against Colorado. But had a great week one game against Kent State, whatever you want to say about Haynes King. But they got Zach Calzada quarterback now. I'm taking the Aggies in a close one here. It's in Fayetteville, but you could say, oh, I'm still taking the Aggies in this one. In Fayetteville. Give me the Aggies, everybody. Now, the game of the week, everybody. Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. We got this game at Wrigley Field, everybody. It's going to be a fun game at a baseball stadium at Wrigley Field. That's an interesting thing to think about. Neutral site, Jack Cohn, Notre Dame quarterback, making his return against Wisconsin. Don't forget, Jack Cohn would have been the starting quarterback of Wisconsin last year if he didn't break his foot. He was starting quarterback the year before and some of the parts the year before that. Jack Cohn was a good starting quarterback for Wisconsin. Okay, you could say, oh, Paul Chris is going to game plan for him. No, Jack Cohn's going to come for his revenge. going to come for his revenge game. Notre Dame's going to win this game. They're plus six against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's minus six in this game. I'm taking Notre Dame plus six. To win this game, I'm taking Notre Dame fighting Irish. Everybody, leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's Power for College Push Showcase this week. I want to lay what I take, everybody. This week, I want to lay what I take. It's about USC football, everybody. It's not going to be my top five head coaching candidates for USC football. Maybe we'll do that in a later episode. But this is my way to fix USC football. This is the lane I'm taking. Let's hop into it. I'm thinking... James Franklin, perfect fit. Got charisma like Joel Klatt says USC needs. Get got good charisma. Is you see them winning that game against Auburn? He's the high energy coach. Okay, can build a crowd, can build a program, can build a culture. Brought Saquon Berkeley, brought Trace McSorley, brought all these guys to Penn State. Had a great whiteout game against Auburn. Everybody, he's a great coach, and I think he would leave Happy Valley for USC. Everybody for LA. He fits LA. He's a great coach for USC in my opinion. I think that is the perfect fit for USC football. To hire James Franklin. But that's not the only tip, everybody. You build around Jackson Dart. Okay. Jackson Dart's a great quarterback. Okay. You say, oh, who's Jackson Dart? Okay. Keen Slovis got hurt last week against Washington State, and they were down 14 nothing when he got hurt. Jackson Dart came in, they won 35, 14, 14, whatever it might have been. Jackson Dart changed that whole team. Okay. In that one game. Okay. I am so high in Keen Slovis. I was so high in Keen Slovis. Let me restate that. I was so high in Keen Slovis. Okay. Last season, I picked him to win the highest before the whole Pac 12 fell apart and everything. But. I was so high in Keen Slovis, but he was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. Jackson Dart was a five-star recruit. I'm thinking about it now. Keen Slovis held this team back in the Pac-12 championship game last year. They probably could have had a chance at the college football playoff last year if Keen Slovis didn't hold them down because they would have been an undefeated team. But they didn't have Jackson Dart last year. He's a true freshman. Then Keen Slovis goes down, and then they lose Stanford last week, maybe because of Keen Slovis. Okay, it was obviously Clay Hill and a bunch of things. But then they're losing 14 to nothing against Washington State. And then Jackson Dart comes in after Keen Slovis gets hurt. It plays a great game. So you need to build around Jackson Dart. Maybe Miller Moss, their back quarterback, also a true freshman, good quarterback. But for right now, build around Jackson Dart. Build a program around James Franklin, Jackson Dart. When James Franklin comes in next year, this could be like a 10-3 and type of team. Okay, maybe a 2015 type of team in Michigan because Michigan, Jim Harbaugh's first year in 2015 wasn't his team. Really, it was Brady Hoke's old team. But they still went 10-3 and because Jim Harbaugh changed that culture that quick. That's what James Franklin can do in L.A., everybody. Okay. That's why I think about USC football. I think Jackson Dart should be the starting quarterback team going forward. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. You know, it's tough to see Keen Slovis like this. I love Keen Slovis, but it's just tough to see him play bad like this. And that's why I think Jackson Dart's the right quarterback for this team, everybody. That's about for my USC. What lane would I take this week? Leave your thoughts in the comment section.
Now, question there, everybody. This week's question there is, what is your biggest takeaway so far in the NFL season? I gave my top five what I, things I expect to see, top five things I didn't expect to see. Leave your answer in the comment section. What's your top takeaway so far that you've seen in the NFL season? Is it been, oh, Ricky quarterback struggling? Like I said, has been, oh, Chiefs off to a rough start. Has been saying us. Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about for question this week. That's about for Squared Sports with Lanford, episode number 49. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back next week in episode number 50, everybody. Stay tuned.